This is the Michael Wall Show. Michael is a speaker, author, and president of Wall Private Wealth. His passion is to help families live on purpose and live with purpose. And now, here's Michael Wall. Hey out there, as you're listening, dialing in, whether you're listening on radio or podcast, I just want to say thank you for joining us each and every week. And if you've missed us, this is your first week. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. I do my best to roll out the red carpet, but you're not standing in front of me, so you wouldn't see it anyways. But I do want to challenge you with the fact that on this show each and every week, we are literally sharing things to change and improve your life. So if you are interested in improving your life, if you're interested in maximizing your success and adding more value to others, you have tuned into the right place each and every week. By the way, you can go to michaelwallshow.com. Again, michaelwallshow.com. Com. There is a lot of great information there, as well as ways you can catch up on previous shows. This week, we got a lot of great information packed in for you. We've got a motivational segment talking about tailored advice for your success. There's some stuff you're doing right now that's probably keeping you from success. I'm going to show you how to stay in your lane, navigate correctly, and get the right advice so you can succeed well and, and really utilize your gifts and abilities. We're also going to talk about the World Cup. And financial forecasts. We know France won, but how does the World Cup and financial forecasts tie in together? What? Yep, it does. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, a special off the wall, uh, the 49th anniversary of the moon landing. Kind of some funny stuff coming up on that. And avoiding hazards in retirement. Did you know there are pitfalls and hazards? <laughs> and there are. So we're going to show you how to avoid them. And then we got a great guest, Bob Goldfarb. He came in, joined us live in studio. He's a, he's a tailored uh, personal concierge. Uh, it's, it's, it's such a great uh, stylist, if you will, personal stylist concierge. Great guy came in and shared some thoughts about how he saves people time. So if you like to save time, make sure you dial in and tune into that. All coming up on the Michael Wall Show. Way up in the northern skies. All right, I had to let that play a little bit longer. Love that song. That's from Capital Kings. It's called Northern Sky. So if you want some motivation, you want to get yourself going, you want to get pumped, just go ahead and dial in and, and, and listen to uh, Capital Kings, Northern Skies. Our kids love that song. They're like, Dad, I want to hear that song again. Dad, I want to hear that song again. They love it. They love it. And uh, JL, my daughter, really loves it. She's like, Dad, I really love that part where all the noises sound different. And you know, you know I'm like, okay, yeah, let's play it again. But a lot of fun. By the way, I hope you're having a great week and, and you're really just spending time with family and friends and, and keeping priority in your life. You know, we had a great service this past weekend at Christ Fellowship just talking about the whole idea of, of keeping what's important in front of you. And sometimes we can get distracted by the world around us, by all of these things that are happening. So this week, I want to talk to you about tailored advice for your success, right? I want you to succeed. I want you to win. I want you to literally be someone who can add a ton of value to other people. And while you're doing that and exchanging your advice and your wisdom and your solutions, you will become successful. Because the more value that you add to others, what happens is it's kind of the interesting correlation in the thread. The more value you add to others, the more money you will make. So stop chasing money. Stop it. And start chasing how you can add more value. Start learning. Start growing. Continue to build. Dial into things like this show each and every week. Because as you build yourself and you build your value, you inherently will get into a place where you earn more money. I remember what Zig Ziglar used to say. He said, if you do enough things for other people, 
uh, you will ultimately get what you want in return. In other words, if you help enough other people, you'll get what you want ultimately. So I want to talk about tailored advice for your success and the idea of staying in your lane. Because, you know, a lot of times in life, we uh, hear so many different things. Have you noticed that? I mean, you flip on the radio, you flip on uh, your phone, you're listening on podcasts, you're, you know, all these different podcasts. What can I watch? All these YouTube channels, all these videos. There's so much information. And a lot of it overlaps, no doubt. And a lot of it can be applicable to what you're doing. But when it comes to actually running down the lane of your success, sometimes the reason you're not where you need to be is because you've found yourself chasing the advice that's appropriate for someone else. And you're trying to apply it to your life and create success just like they did. Well, I got to tell you that we all have different talents, gifts, and abilities. And it's really important before we really go down the path of chasing success that we step back and say, okay, what am I gifted at? What do I really enjoy? What do I really love? And let me then go find advice that applies to what I want to do, to what you want to do, because this is about you. Because what I'm going to do to help and add value to other people is going to be different than what you're called to do. And I want to challenge you to be in a place where you're saying, okay, this is what I love. This is what I like. How can I get the information dialed in? And that's why, by the way, this show's broken up into four different segments. Because motivation is something that we all need repeatedly. Financial tips are very, very important because hopefully as you do and add value, you're going to create some wealth. You're going to create some money. Or maybe you're in a place where you already have wealth. We have a lot of folks that listen to the show that are wealthy. They're very successful. How do you maximize it? How do you protect it? How do you grow it? That's why we have financial tips. And then we have guests on to share their life experiences to help you along your way as well. But staying in your lane is so crucial. Because again, so often in life, and I, I know that I've experienced this, right? Where we're in a place where we can look at someone else and say, man, if I just had what they had, or if I just was able to do what they're doing, or if I could just have a business like they have, then I'd be happy. Then I'd be successful. Then I'd be, you know, the, the whole idea of, of someday I'll, someday when I get here, someday when I get there, someday when I get over here, then I'll be happy. And the, the problem with that is success and happiness does not exist in a when or a where. It must exist in a here and a now. And that here and now is understanding what you're called to do. That here and now is understanding what lane you're supposed to be in, what you're supposed to focus on. And being motivated can help you get there quicker, but you got to focus on where you're supposed to go. Sometimes in life, we get distracted. We get distracted by the things of the world. We get distracted by glamour. We get distracted by, you know, maybe it's another person. We see infidelity all over the place today, which is a big, big problem. But I got to tell you, Pastor Todd shared this over the weekend at church, and I think it's just such a great quote that I wanted to bring into the show, and that is this. If you get what you want. In other words, if you chase after what you want, you've been distracted and you say, okay, this is now what I think I want. And I, you haven't really sat down to say, what truly do I want? What truly matters? And a lot of times the things that matters are free. So sometimes by the noise of the world, we get distracted and we say, okay, I think this is what I want. Ooh, look at this flashy, shiny. And we start to chase that. 
I got to tell you, you can be in a place where you, you start to chase those things that are not really what you need. It's just kind of what you quote unquote want and not really what you're gifted towards. You can chase and go after those things, but you might lose what you have. And when you lose what you have, you'll find out that the things that you were chasing after weren't necessarily as valuable as you thought they were. So I want to challenge you to step back when you talk about tailored advice for your success and think about what do you really want to do? If you've been listening to the show each and every week, you know the motivational segment, I challenge you in a lot of different ways to maximize your success. But now it's time again to revisit, step back and say, wait a minute, what do I really want? And does what I want align with where I want to go? So let's take some time to do that. I want you to get a notepad out and think about that, think through that and write those things down so you can have a better idea of what you want and move more towards where you need to go. And that'll help you tailor the advice that you need. That is the motivational segment. And we're going to dial in next segment with the World Cup. How many of you out there watch the World Cup? Reach out to us on Facebook, Michael D. Wall. Again, Michael D. Wall and share us uh, your favorite thoughts of the World Cup, or you can just go to michaelwallshow.com. A lot of great information there, but tell us your story and your thoughts of who you thought was going to win the World Cup because we know France was the winner. So we're going to talk about how that connects with financial forecasts and how some financial forecasts from some pretty big financial companies were completely wrong and how that actually then dials over to your investments and why it's important to make sure you're evaluating what really is true and what really is real when it comes to your own investments in retirement and in life. All that coming at you on The Michael Wall Show. But if you close your eyes, does it almost feel like nothing changed? I'm Carolyn Ryan. Join me every Sunday morning for the Sunday Morning Money Report to get financial headlines and retirement tips. Michael Wall, a nationally recognized financial author, advisor, and radio host, joins me each week as well. His firm, Wall Private Wealth, helps folks protect, grow, and reduce taxes on their wealth. To learn more about the Sunday Morning Money Report or how Michael's team can help build a financial plan for your retirement, go to leanonthewall.com and we'll see you Sunday mornings at 858. Hi, this is Michael Wall. I know it can be challenging to get the right information to know exactly what investments you should make, how to find the right financial advisor, how to build a solid financial house that will outlast and work through any market condition. So what I decided to do is put together a simple, easy to understand, retire well video series where you can go at your leisure and watch these videos and clearly understand the best opportunities and get more education so you can make a better decision for your financial future. All you need to do is go to leanonthewall.com. Again, that's leanonthewall.com and click on the link that says click here to access the Retire Well webinar series. This series is gonna bring to light and really offer you a lot of clarity to help you make better decisions with your financial future. Again, that's leanonthewall.com. You're listening to The Michael Wall Show. Catch up on previous episodes at michaelwallshow.com. Now, back to the show. in the Hall of Fame. Here you are back on the Michael Wall Show. And uh, I thought that'd be so appropriate. Our producers said, let's let's dial this in. I thought, you know what? That's right on target because we're going to talk this segment about the World Cup. 
And, uh, you know, there's a few people that watch the World Cup. I don't know if you knew that or not. It's a, it's kind of a soccer's a new sport. Kidding, of course. <laughs> I mean, there's millions and millions of people all over the world watching the World Cup. And it's amazing. You know, as I'm learning more and more about soccer myself, it's amazing how these guys literally are the highest paid athletes in the world. I don't know if you knew that. But this is, this is just amazing, the draw that soccer is getting. Obviously, the World Cup has helped. And we had a chance to watch some of the sports, or some of the games, I should say, some of the matches with our kids. And it's just, I mean, these guys are just ultra talented. And I wanted to kind of jump in this segment and uh, talk a little bit about the whole idea of the World Cup and financial forecasts. Because, you know, we always try and in the show, one or two segments talking about some financial tips to help you maximize your wealth in life. And last segment, we talked about motivation. We talked about tailored advice for your success. So if you missed that, make sure you go to michaelwallshow.com and uh, make sure you're subscribed to the show, number one. But number two, uh, listen to that segment. Go back and listen to it. But I wanted to talk about uh, financial forecasts because this is really important. And, you know, when you look at your investments, a lot of times, we're going to talk a little bit later in the show about the whole idea of large companies may not necessarily have your best interests at heart. Not that they're always bad, but they may not have your best interests at heart or maybe the best tailored approach for you. But when it comes to financial forecasts, you know, a lot of times people have been in a place where they sit down and they look at an investment structure or they've had the opportunity to meet with a financial person at a, a particular firm and they lay out to them a some type of Monte Carlo analysis or some type of formulation which shows, hey, this is what the return's going to be. This is what your portfolio is going to look like over the course of the next, you know, 8, 10, 20, 25, 30, whatever years based on all of these variables and all of these formulations and simulations of how the markets could and should perform you know, here's what it would look like if you take income out. Here's what it looked like if uh, inflation changes here. So all of these simulations are run to kind of help people get a better perspective uh, and picture really of what their future could look like. But the question is, can we really fully rely on financial forecasts? And here's what's kind of interesting. There was an article from Business Insider. The World Cup is wrapped up, obviously, we know. And like the Olympics, the next one will be in four years. Now, there are some large financial companies that, before the World Cup started, ran some simulations. So UBS ran 10,000, not 100, not 500, not 1,000, 10,000 simulations and they forecasted Germany to win the World Cup. Uh, Goldman Sachs ran a million, not 10,000, but literally one million simulations, and they predicted Brazil <laughs> to be the champions. And both of them were way wrong. Now, what's interesting is neither team made it to the, even the semifinals. Now, the question is, uh, not that we don't, and we just throw out simulations altogether. Not that we just say, okay, we're just going to throw this out. We're going to throw forecasts out, et cetera. But at the end of the day, a forecast is just that. We're, we're trying to think and project what may be in the future. When the reality of it is, we, a lot of times we don't have any idea. There are things that can happen that come in way outside of our control. Now, as you're listening to this and you look at your own investments and you look at your own wealth... You might be saying, you know what, yeah, I, I totally get that. I mean, listen, if all of these predictions and simulations were right on and, and they could calculate things correctly, 
then doesn't it make sense that a lot of you out there with a lot of these large organizations would not have lost money in 2008? I mean, doesn't that make sense if they could forecast these things? You know, running all these simulations? So the question is, how reliable is that information? And that's really, really important because, you know, when we take a look at our, our investing and when you take a look at your investing and when you take a look at what you do and where you invest your money, it's important to focus on some things and some variable, variables maybe that you can't control. Like, for example, somebody says, hey, if you invest your money here, 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 you're going to make X rate of return over a period of time. Well, that number is a number that neither you nor the person that's suggesting it to you can control. You can't control that. Okay, there's no guarantees uh, to great returns over the years. But what you can do is you can step back and you can look at your portfolio and you can say, okay, this is what's happened in the past, but what are some things that I can count on? In other words, what are some things that I know that I can be in a place literally where I can talk about guarantees with my money? Some of those guarantees might be safety of your money. You know, there's out there where you can actually guarantee that when the market goes down, you don't lose any money. Did you know that? Now, you might not make 10, 15, 20, 30% when the market's way up, okay? You might just make 10 or 11 or 7 or 8 or 5 or, you know, whatever the number is, but you're going to be in a place where you're going to have safety on the way down. And there's, there's several that give you the ability to do that. So I'm just suggesting this as we're going through this, and obviously the World Cup is fresh and, and kind of we're, on, you know, we're still kind of talking about it in media, where looking at this as an opportunity to say, wait a minute, what am I doing currently right now to look at my investments, step back and to get a little bit of a tailored approach and talk about, okay, what am I doing to reevaluate what I'm doing and how I'm investing, whether you're doing it all on your own or whether someone's helping you with it, what am I doing to reevaluate where I am and what I'm doing to protect what I have, number one? And number two, how much are we weighing in or relying on uh, future projections? Because they may not be reliable. You know, it's interesting. I wanted to dial in a little off-the-wall segment uh, talking about taxes now. I'm going to transition, talk about taxes and things. Uh, because this is really important as well. A lot of times people look at future growth, but they don't focus on taxes. And, you know, the Trump tax plan has changed things. And we have some projections now until uh, the mid-20s where we can definitely talk about what's happening. And I wanted to share this clip with you. Christine Benz uh, talked about this on uh, Morningstar. And here's what, it, here's what she said. We now have some clarity on tax rates, at least until 2025. So I think it's a great time for retirees to strategize with their tax advisors about where best to pull their assets from, pull their portfolio withdrawals from in an effort to keep taxes down. So keeping taxes down is crucial. Now, raise your hand if you love to pay taxes. <laughs> I'm assuming none of your hands went up because I don't love to pay taxes either. Now, I don't mind paying them. I don't mind paying what we're supposed to pay, but we also want to make sure we maximize our tax savings. We want to utilize the code in order to do that. And this is something where it's really important. So you need to be reevaluating at this stage in the game uh, what you're doing tax-wise. Now, I know we just talked before about simulations and growth, but we also want to talk about saving money in taxes also because these are literally things uh, where they will affect your overall future. They will affect your life. They will affect your investments. 
And it's often these are things that are not evaluated. Having the right people in your corner to give you advice that's necessary to get you to where you want to go is what's going to help you uh, get to where you want to go. And when, when I talked about these simulations, the reason I brought that up is because a lot of times uh, the advice that's given is based heavily on simulations and not necessarily on the facts at hand. Same way with taxes. Not necessarily dealt with on the facts at hand. People might say, well, what about taxes 2030? What about taxes 2040? Well, you know what? We're not there yet. There's a lot of variables that, that could change from now until then. So we need to step back and look at our investments and say, okay, what do we know now? Well, we know that the markets are at all-time highs. We know that there's a, a, a chance the markets are going to turn over, probably will at some point. Turnover by that, I mean drop. And what have we done currently to get more protection in our portfolio? So these are all important questions. And by the way, we've done on, on our private wealth firm, we've done some more educational videos for you. Go to leanonthewall.com. Again, leanonthewall.com. And you can learn more about how to avoid financial salesmen, how to protect yourself in a better way, and really get better educated uh, through our Retire Well video series that is on that site. Again, leanonthewall.com. Next segment, we're going to talk about avoiding the hazards in retirement. Just like if you're out there playing golf, there are hazards on the golf course. Uh, we want to make sure that we avoid the hazards in retirement. Sometimes we, we struggle avoiding them because we don't necessarily know what they are and in over 17 years of helping families protect, grow, and reduce taxes on our wealth, I'm going to share with you some insight so you can avoid hazards in your future financial life. Don't miss it. Coming up next on The Michael Wall Show. And join me every Sunday morning for the Sunday Morning Money Report to get financial headlines and retirement tips. Michael Wall, a nationally recognized financial author, advisor, and radio host, joins me each week as well. His firm, Wall Private Wealth, helps folks protect, grow, and reduce taxes on their wealth. To learn more about the Sunday Morning Money Report or how Michael's team can help build a financial plan for your retirement, go to leanonthewall.com and we'll see you Sunday mornings at 858. It's estimated that 40 million people are in modern slavery across the world. Most of them are women and young girls. 85% of sex trafficking victims come from the United States. This is Michael Wall, and at Wall Private Wealth and The Michael Wall Show, we are joining in the fight against human trafficking, and I encourage you to join us in that fight. Operation Underground Railroad is a nonprofit organization with boots on the ground that is making a difference. They're going to places where you and I would never go and rescuing victims and arresting those responsible. That work takes funding, a lot of funding, and that's where all of us can help. So to learn more, go to OURfilm.org. You know, human trafficking has become a $32 billion industry, and by next year, it is expected to surpass the illegal drug trade. It needs to stop. And I, for one, will not stand by while all of our children are at risk. Will you join me in this process of ending sex trafficking in the world? Again, go to OURfilm.org, OURfilm.org to learn how you can get involved in this fight. Welcome back to the Michael Wall Show. This is ground control to Major Tom. You've really made me great. There you go. A little David Bowie for you. And uh, <laughs> I thought that was appropriate lead in. 
You know, we were talking last segment about taxes, uh, simulations, financial forecasts, the World Cup, all kind of fun stuff. Boy, it's just packaged in. So if you missed it, uh, make sure you rewind and uh, or go to michaelwallshow.com and, and catch that. Now, when you talk about flying into space, uh, you say, what? How does that have anything to do with taxes? Well, I thought this was kind of funny because we are uh, basically on the heels here of the 49th anniversary of the moon landing. Uh, NASA did not fake the moon landing, by the way. It actually happened, okay? (laughs) So on the 49th anniversary of the moon landing, and Buzz Aldrin, he, uh, he obviously was one of the astronauts, and he recently gave a speech and he was talking about getting reimbursement. It made me think of taxes and things like we talked about. I thought this was funny. But he, t- he gave a speech about reimbursement for his mileage, his mileage to the moon. Here's what he had to say. I filed a travel voucher when I came back, you know, being a military guy. So my travel voucher for going to the moon and back, I got paid $33. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got paid $33 for his travel voucher for the reimbursement uh, for going to the moon. <laughs> it's like, what? Isn't that kind of funny? So uh, you want to make sure, that, that, here's a little side note, you want to make sure that you have the right uh, tax professionals in your corner so you're you're maximizing your dollars. Now, I know that money value was was much different then uh, than it is today, but I just I just thought that was kind of comical when we take a look at those things. And, you know, when we talk about um, getting things correct... Part of getting things correct is actually avoiding hazards. And, you know, sometimes in life we're, we're in a place where we can't avoid hazards because we don't know that they're there. And other times we can. It made me think of uh, my, my kids and I, our family, our entire family, actually, we went recently to Lion, it's called Lion Country Safari, and it's down here in South Florida. And, and you're, you have the opportunity, everybody's in the car you know, and you're driving through and you get to see these lions and all kinds of different animals and birds and, you know, and they're literally in the wild. I mean, they're walking out, they're coming up to your car. It's a pretty cool experience. So, and you, you know, you pop the CD in and, and you do your thing. Well, when we were done and we were driving through, we were done driving through, there's this area, it was, it was kind of during the week, so it wasn't quite as busy. And there was this extra parking lot where there were all these uh, spots where people could park, and, and it was a pretty big size. It was probably, you know, maybe two football fields, if you can kind of picture that. It was about the size of two football fields. And, you know, the kids were like, Dad, Dad, hey, can I drive? So they want to drive. So I'm like, yeah, why not? I'll let them drive. So I'm sitting there, and each one, all four of them, Cyrus, Justice, Joel, and JL, they all had their turn. You know, Cyrus is 10, Justice is 8, uh, and the twins, Joel and JL, are 7. They all wanted to drive. So I said, fine, let's do it. They all got on the, on the lap. And uh, so they're sitting on my lap and, and they're driving. So I'm the one controlling the pedal, right? I'm, I'm controlling the gas and the brake. And sometimes I would just push the gas down a little bit farther just to kind of see how they <laughs> respond and react. But I'm controlling the gas and the brake and they're controlling the, the steering wheel. And, you know, it was interesting when I talk about hazards. So I'm in a situation where I'm, I'm right there with them, right? So if something's coming up and I'm like, hey, hey, you need to turn, you need to turn. Well, I was there with them to kind of hit the brakes Put the brakes on, slow it down, and give them the opportunity to have enough time to actually turn the wheel and avoid the hazard, to avoid going off into the ditch, right? Now, if they were there by themselves, they would literally be in a place, because they're not big enough yet, they would literally be in a place where they would sit in the seat, and if they had to scooch down to reach the pedals, they, they might be able to press the gas and the brake, but they wouldn't be able to effectively steer the car at the same time. 
So if a hazard was coming up, like a ditch or whatever it may be, they wouldn't see it. And they would literally, if I wasn't there in the seat or I wasn't there next to them uh, talking, hey, stop, you know, they wouldn't see that. And them in and of themselves, they would probably run into the ditch, which obviously wouldn't make for a good thing. And then we'd have, uh, have to fix, repair a car. So, you know, when you take a look at hazards in general, sometimes financial hazards are in your future, but you don't know that they're there because you've never been there before. You know, it's maybe the first time you're retiring. Maybe you're selling a company. We work a lot of folks on the Wall Private Wealth uh, Company that are either selling a company or they're retiring and they're rolling a 401k, whatever it may be. And I call it moving into 20 to 30 to 40 years of unemployment, otherwise known as retirement. They've literally never gone there before. Now, we have a lot of folks on, on that side and folks that we kind of talk to as they listen to the show in and, and all different states in the country and even in the world, really. Uh, we have listeners all over the world that, you know, they their intent maybe isn't to retire and stop doing life, right? And retirement to them might mean I'm going to retire from this job. I'm going to roll this 401k. I'm going to roll these accounts. I'm going to sell my company stock or I'm going to sell my company in general. And I'm going to take this lump sum of money and I want to make sure I can protect it, grow it, reduce taxes on it. That's what I want to do. But I said, I don't want to just quit in life. I want to maybe do something else now. I want to do another, another business, or maybe I want to consult or whatever it may be. And that's part of the conversation that's had uh, when folks come in for that, you know, tailored uh, plan. And that's why we have that other company. And I talk about this and thread this throughout the show because you can only speak from what you know in a lot of times. And, and my experience over the years has been helping families do just that. Our team does that. And so when you take a look at retirement, this is the first time that people have been retired. And I wanted to relate this to golf because I also enjoy golf. And I thought this was kind of interesting because sometimes, sometimes you need a coach, in fact, a lot of times in life, we need a coach. Again, I remember what Vince Gill said, you know, we just need to know when to get out of our own way. We need a coach. We need help. We need somebody to help us with where we're supposed to go to avoid the traps. Sometimes those traps we set for ourselves because we just keep plowing forward and doing something that is causing serious problems or causing failure, but we just keep moving forward because our, we got our blinders on and we're not focused on what's happening around us. It's interesting, the British Open is wrapping up in Carnoustie, Scotland, and uh, this is the site of perhaps the greatest collapse in golf history. You know, in, in 1999, Jean Van de Velde was on the verge of victory. He was literally right there. He was ready to win when on the last hole, he hit a wall, and which bounced into knee-deep knee grass, and then the next shot went into the water, and then in a bunker, <laughs> and he ended up with a seven. And he lost the open. Check this out. I've never seen anything like it before, and to attempt to hit the ball out of there is pure madness. This is so, 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 so sad. And so unnecessary. His golfing brain stopped about 10 minutes ago, I think. I think, really, if anybody needs an advisor, he does. <laughs> I thought that was comical. I mean, it's just a shame that that happened. But, you know, when a golfer stands there, so if you've ever golfed before, I know I enjoy golfing from time to time. And when you're ever standing there on the tee, you know, when you're standing up on the tee, there's certain things that you see. Now, there might be some things that you don't see. Like if uh, if the hole that you're playing, let's say, is a dog leg to the left or a dog leg to the right, right? You might be in a place where you say, okay, if you've never played that hole before, you're in a place where you say, I, I don't know exactly what, okay, what comes after the bend? What's what's over there? Is there a bunker? Is there water? Um, are, are, the, are, the, are the trees 
you know, wider than I thought. I don't want to hit them there. And so hopefully if you're in a place where you either have a caddy or you have someone that you're playing with that has played this hole before, they can guide you and they can say, hey, um, just so you know, I've played this hole before. And after the after the bend to the left, you know, you're going to run into this or that or, hey, aim towards this tree or aim towards this area. So think about it. I mean, if you've ever played golf before, you know that that's reality. You're playing with somebody that's played the hole before and they kind of help you along the way, right? Because they see some of the hazards that you can't see. And when you move into retirement, when we talk about our wealth, that is where getting the right coach, and this is where it's become a little bit challenging for folks because they say, well, you know, I've gotten advice from someone in the past financially and it hasn't led me to where I wanted to go. I, I got advice from someone else in the past and it hasn't led me to where I wanted to go. And, and you know, sometimes there's good in people that are giving well-intended advice that's wrong. I want, to, I want you to think about that for a minute again because this is really crucial. Sometimes in life, we are interacted or introduced to or connect with well-intended people that give advice that is wrong. That's very, very important. And that doesn't mean that you stop achieving advice, but what it does mean is, is we got to look for the right advice in history. How to avoid financial amnesia, like making sure that we know what's going on with our wealth. That's what I mean by that. Making sure we have a history, a clear, easy to understand history of what our value was last year and the year before and the year before that and 10 years ago and 20 years ago. So that way we're keeping a good report card, I call it, of what's happening with wealth. Making sure that we fully understand the risks of this money in the future. Not just how much could I make, but how much could I lose? Because as we know, it's not about how much we make, it's how much we keep, right? We Remember that old wise phrase over the years. So those are, that's another important thing. That's another big hazard people aren't talking about. How much could I actually lose? How much money am I going to save in taxes? What could I do? What are some strategies that I could bring into the table that I could actually save money in taxes? These are all important things. Because again, it's not about how much you make, it's how much you keep. And that's just not specific to your working income. That's also specific to your retirement income and taking a look at your investment portfolio. So these are all things that you need to factor in. Reverse dollar cost averaging. It's a, it's a negative effect that will affect you in retirement. Some of these things I kind of go through to help you and be more educated in our book, Retire Once, Retire Well. And I want to challenge you to make an effort to educate yourself so that way you are better prepared. Just go to leanonthewall.com. Again, leanonthewall.com and pick up a copy of the book. Pick up a copy. It's a simple, easy read, and it's going to help you navigate some of those hazards in retirement so you can achieve the greatest results possible for your situation based on what you're trying to ultimately do. Well, next segment, we got a great guest coming in. Bob Goldfarb is his name, and we're talking about a tailored approach in life and helping successful people save time. What? Save some time? Would you like to get some time back? Yeah? Well, this is what we're talking about next segment with Bob. So hang in. We'll be back right after this. Are you concerned with all the uncertainty that's happening in our country today and how it will affect your finances? Hi, I'm Michael Wall, founder of Wall Private Wealth and the host of The Michael Wall Show. I've written a simple, easy to read book that can help you cut through the nonsense of the financial world as well as empower you on how to make better financial decisions. Be a better steward of your wealth. 
Go to retirewellbook.com right now to get your copy. I'm Carolyn Ryan. Join me every Sunday morning for the Sunday Morning Money Report to get financial headlines and retirement tips. Michael Wall, a nationally recognized financial author, advisor, and radio host, joins me each week as well. His firm, Wall Private Wealth, helps folks protect, grow, and reduce taxes on their wealth. To learn more about the Sunday Morning Money Report or how Michael's team can help build a financial plan for your retirement, go to leanonthewall.com and we'll see you Sunday mornings at 858. Helping families grow and protect their wealth. This is the Michael Wall Show. All right, so we're dialing back in with some interesting music. And, and Bob, I know that's some of your favorites there, right? Absolutely. Loving the big band era. Absolutely. Well, here I'm, I'm sitting live in studio with Bob Goldfarb, great guy. We actually met a little while back at a Place of Hope event is where initially we started. By the way, you're listening to The Michael Wall Show if you've just tuned in. If you have questions for us or you want to reach out and get more information, just go to Michael Wall Show. Dot com. Again, michaelwallshow.com. You know, Bob, I, I had the opportunity to connect with you and uh, actually you and your wife, my wife and I, and yes. you and your wife, and we were there having a conversation, really talking about a lot of different things. But I was intrigued by your story. And Bob, if you don't know Bob, he's a great guy in the Palm Beach County area. In the Palm Beach area, he's uh, kind of everybody knows Bob. You know, what about Bob? Everybody knows Bob, yeah, right? what about it? <laughs> so Bob is a personal style concierge for men. And I thought, wow, that's kind of a cool thing in our in our retail, Amazon, buy on, online, click and ship world. And the whole idea of this tailored approach has been gone. We see that sometimes even as folks come in for a second opinion financially. And I thought, you know, hey, this is an interesting story that Bob has. And tell us a little bit about how you kind of started in, in your career. Well, actually, I, I was a uh, high-tech uh, recruiter, high headhunter in Silicon Valley. And then in 2001, uh, what is commonly known as the dot bomb hit uh, <laughs> when the computer industry crashed. Yeah. And unfortunately, my segment, which was highly verticalized, ended up disappearing. Wow. Okay. Uh, because so it just went away. Went, well, it went away for a couple of reasons. One is that obviously the companies that were in the computer industry stopped hiring. That was mm -hmm. number one. But mm -hmm. number two was, believe it or not, uh, I would say at least 30 to 40% of the candidates that I was placing were here uh, from other countries on H-1B visas. So the law with an H-1B visa is that if you do not have a job, you have to leave the country. So all these people got laid off. Wow. And they, they depleted the candidate roster, basically, what was available, candidate availability yep. in the area. So on both segments, I got killed, so to speak. Both times. Both times. and So you uh, had to make a transition. I had a transition, and I, uh, I, I was in my early 50s at the time, and yep. I said, well, if I'm going to transition, I'm going to transition to something that I love. Yeah. And I can tell you, I always had a passion for fashion. I yeah. always loved, <laughs> always loved to wear the best clothing I could mm. possibly do. I was always meeting with C-level executives, yeah. uh, working with them, especially on angel investor and venture okay. capital backed yep. uh, startup companies, yep. uh, staffing their original uh, executive level staff. And so I had to, you know, dress the part, and I love dressing the part. And so one day I was driving by, and I saw they were opening up a new Nordstrom. Okay. And having lived in California, I knew Nordstrom well. I shopped there often. Yep. I said, that would be a cool place to work. 
They always had great clothes, great service, yep. exceptional service, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that would be exciting. So I went in, applied for a job, got a job, and then within a few months, I got promoted into management and started off a career in retail in huh. management. Okay. So how did you move from Nordstrom, great, great place, to being a personal concierge, kind of on your own, doing your own thing, having the flex that you have now, which I love, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, there was actually, uh, because of Nordstrom, that that happened. Hmm. So while I was at Nordstrom, I was the men's division manager, but I also was the director of personal shopping. Mm -hmm. So I had clients that I was dealing with on a one-on-one basis and an appointment basis, also had people working with me. And so it wasn't just people coming in. No. Hey, was, I'm here, Bob. No, no, it, was no it was appointment only. By appointment only. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was for clients that wanted that higher level of service. Yeah. That wanted to know that uh, somebody was really understanding what they wanted. Yeah. And so it worked well. So I took that and said, well, that'd be a great idea if I could take that out on my own. Uh, taking both of those experiences, the men's clothing experience and the personal shopping experience. And then I have uh, three and a half years ago, I started my own business. Wow. So from tell, scratch. So tell me this. Um, and we see this a lot of times, you know, in the, one of the companies that I have, Wall Private Wealth, when people are saying, you know, I've just had this big box and with these bigger firms, but I want more of a tailored, smaller boutique approach and they come in for a second opinion. So when you were at Nordstrom, right, and then and, and going to where you are, you started out and you were in a place where um, you were working, your manager, you're going up, and then you go to this kind of tailored appointment only approach. What was your experience of the difference of the type of clientele you were working with, number one? And number two, um, did you did you see that there was a lot more value provided for that kind of one-on-one appointment only feel? Well, there was definitely more value provided for that one-on-one experience uh, because it was dedicated experience, and and I basically would take the client around the store. Yeah. So hmm. uh, they wouldn't go into the shoe department and get shoes and go see somebody else in the right. clothing department and get dresses or suits or whatever. And by the way, it did men and women mm-hmm. uh, when I was... You uh, were the quarterback. Quarterback. You designed so the plays, took it all around, put it all together. Exactly. So I would set up a room uh, before they came in. I would uh, talk with the client prior to know exactly what they're shopping mm-hmm. for. They're going on a cruise, they're going on a trip, mm-hmm. need a change of the wardrobe, etc. And yep. then I would set up a room for them. So let me ask you this. So now here we are. Um, and by the way, I'm having a, you're listening to the Michael Wall Show. We're talking with Bob Goldfarb. He is a personal style concierge for men. Uh, really, really cool guy. Very involved in a lot of uh, nonprofit organizations and other things. But one of the things that struck me uh, when we were talking is, and, and we see this in life a lot of times too. Uh, again, I, my experience is in the financial world You know, for 17 years. Things are not always as they seem. You know, just because you see uh, these big companies, that you know, well, oh, that's what I should run to. That's what I should do. But a lot of times we found in the financial space that even this company, this company, this company, this company, there's not a lot of difference. And that's why people are saying, man, I, I, there's got to be a different way. There's got to be a better way. It's got to be more boutique. And we were having a conversation, Bob, and this struck me because you had mentioned about some of the materials and some of the uh, of the brands that you see today. Can you speak uh, and share that with our listeners a little bit about some of the things you've seen and learned over the years? Absolutely. So you, there are many different levels of fabrics around the world. Uh, there are fabrics that are made uh, in Europe, in Italy, in, in England, for example, in Switzerland. Uh, and then there is fabrics that are made in Asia, but they all come from the basic source. The basic mm-hmm. source is they have to have wool, they have to have cotton, they have to have whatever, uh, which is not grown in England. It's not grown in Italy. It's grown somewhere else. They bring it in and they weave it. Okay. So the differences are is 
uh, different levels would be if somebody wants a European level fabric, it's going to be woven in traditional ways. Like I do, I do business with a manufacturer, a mill in Italy that's been in business since 1663. Wow. So, you know, the, that's like two years older than me, two year, at least maybe two and a half. <laughs> and then and, and so the differences in their methodologies is that they've been at this for 400 years yeah. and almost 500 years. So yeah, yeah. They, they've been at it for a, quite a long time. And mm-hmm. a lot of the mills in northwestern Italy are similar to that. What people don't know is that Canali and, and all the name brands, they don't have their own mills. Mm. Uh, they all buy from mills in the in the northwestern area. One area is called Biella, which is a very popular area where they have some ex- really expensive mills. But what's happened over time is that the Asian markets have also taken these technologies and and brought in the same types of levels of cottons and wools and stuff like that and made their own versions of this. Okay. So if you think of any other product that's being so-called copied yeah. around the world, the Italian and, and English uh, weaving manufacturing has been taking place now in China. And you told me there's primarily one brand, I believe. If I'm remember, I may be remembering incorrectly. Yes, it was. Primarily one brand that essentially has their own mill. Right, right? that and would then, be Okay, Zenia. And then everyone else. All, everyone else buys from other mills. All these top brands. Including all these top buying from Zenia. Yeah, okay. So when you talk about what you're doing, and when you sit down with someone, uh, you know, one of the things that I like is, again, because I can only pull from my own experience on the financial side, seeing the benefit of creating a tailored financial plan and just the, the value that that brings and looking at a holistic perspective. So as you sit down with someone, you know, and of course, a lot of the folks that you're working with are successful. Uh, so really what they're doing is they're buying their time back, right? Exactly. Because going and shopping or if they have someone that's going to help them before, that might be a clothier or whatever it may be, it can be challenging to say, okay, this is right and that's wrong. This is right. So when you build that relationship with, with someone like a Bob and you say, hey, uh, here's what I know. Here's what I need. Then you get their measurements. Hopefully the measurements don't change a whole lot over time. Uh, but sometimes they do. What do you see the response is uh, from from your consumer, from your customer? Uh, what are, Kemi, maybe two or three benefits that you find of people that work with you versus just going to the regular Nordstrom or anywhere else? Well, actually, you touched on the biggest one, which was time. So a lot of the executives I deal with just do not have the time to go to a mall mm-hmm. or a men's store. And that's at least a two-time, if not three-time visit because they have to go to make the purchase, then go back to pick up the clothing. Yep. And if they there's another alteration needed and I have to go back three times. So I save them time. And truthfully, what I tell people is that I, although I am selling custom clothing, mm-hmm. what I'm really selling is I'm saving you time. Right. And so I visit with the clients in their home or office, in the privacy of their home or office. I have a conversation with them about what needs they have today. Mm-hmm. You know, what are they used to wearing? Are they, do they have uh, 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 colored suits in their closet that they're missing? Is there suits they need to replace? And so what I do is... is learn about what the client is interested in, Mm -hmm. and then I develop a plan around that. Mm -hmm. And when I develop that plan, we start off with the basics, obviously. You know, every good executive needs a good Navy suit, a good charcoal suit, a gray Mm -hmm. suit, maybe a black suit, and then work it out from there. And then I do the accessories to go with it, because... With every suit, you should have two or three shirts. You mm-hmm. should have a few ties. You should have pocket squares. I'm really big on pocket squares. I think it's an accent that yeah. you really need to Very have. Very nice. Cufflinks yep. and belts. So yep. 
Uh, I work with the client on that. But the, and so the first thing is, is the time. The second thing is that I'm attentive to the client's personal needs. Mm-hmm. And the third thing is that I'm offering a fit and a cloth that's made for them. Yeah. So some, some clients need durability. Yep. Some clients need style. Some clients need to have a very business look. And so I can basically put my approach to them. You can tailor it based ta- on what tailor, their needs are. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it is. Say. Here's Bob walking around. He's got his tape on him all the time. What do you call that? It's my branding. Yeah, I know it's your branding, but it's what a is tape it? measure? Yeah, tape measure. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you call it a tape measure technically or not. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna conclude with this, but you know, one of the things that I heard you say, Bob, which I appreciated, is you take the time to learn about what the client is interested in, and then you build a plan around it. And again, taking from my own experience, we see on the financial side on the on the wealth company. People come in for a second shot. Here, hey, here's this plan that so and so presented first meeting. It's like going to the store and saying, hey, here's a suit. Here's a right, suit. Right. Instead of saying, no, no, let's sit down what you're doing and, and, and let's understand what your needs are. What are you interested in? Exactly. And then let's build something around that. Again, we're having a conversation with a personal style concierge for men. Uh, Bob Goldfarb, that's G-O-L-D-F-A-R-B is how you spell his last name. He does not have a website intentionally, and I'll just share this quickly because we're running out of time. Focus and purpose there is because a lot of the colors and textures and things that you might see in clothing and the feel, you just can't get online, right? That is absolutely true. And then the, the colors for sure, because most people are looking at websites on their phones because yeah. there's no color correction. Yep. And the second thing is really to appreciate a fabric, you have to be able to touch it. And, and I, see th- it. I think that's important because a lot of times people say you got to have this in business you got to have this you got to have this you know you got to have this and you're saying no no i'm going to have what's necessary to make sure we can provide the best value for my client and not do anyone a disservice by saying here's something that they may not necessarily want or even like and that's why that tailored approach is so much different so if you want to check bob out go to facebook check out bob goldfarb you can find him there or just reach out to us michael wall show again michaelwallshow.com and we'll do our best to connect you with bob hey Thanks so much for taking some time and sharing your thoughts on the show. It's been a real pleasure, Michael, and thank you for inviting me. What a great interview. And Bob coming in just to share thoughts about the whole idea of saving time and sharing his story a little bit. You know, it's interesting in life how we all have different stories. And I was intrigued by Bob's story because, you know, here's a guy that's working in Silicon Valley and then he comes through and works for Nordstrom's and, and kind of goes up the ranks there. And then really through this whole process, evaluating what he really wants to do or what he really enjoys. And it, it reminded me, and I just wanted to take a minute or so and tag a little bit on to uh, what I talked about in the beginning segments, which is the idea of staying in your lane and, and what are you chasing after? You know, really tailored advice for your success, not tailored advice for someone else's success. And to piggyback off that, you know, if Bob comes in and, and, and measures me for a suit or a shirt, it's not going to be the same measurement that is appropriate for someone else. And so we're all aligned differently. And, and that's why I want to continue to challenge you uh, to chase after what you're called to do. Don't chase after distractions. Try and put yourself in a place where you are, you know, the Bible talks about seeking wise counsel and there's, there's wisdom in, in counselors around you. And, and so the importance of having people in your life and maybe, you know, this show is one of those, one of those counselors, if you will, but also having other people in your life that can help guide you into the place so you can actually get to where you want to go. And you're not distracted with things that come up that may not be where you should go. Because again, as those distractions come up and you say, man, I'd love to have that. You know, let's say I'm in a place in life where, 
you know, I'm, I'm walking somewhere and, and I see, you know, let's say a beautiful woman. I'm, I'm distracted. I'm like, oh, wow, look at that. Well, if I chase after that, what is that going to do? Number one, it's going to take my focus, my thoughts, my, my affection away from my wife, number one. Number two, it's going to take my focus and my thoughts and my affection away from my kids. And number three, if I go after it, I might be able to achieve that. I might be able to obtain that. I might be able to connect with that person, but it's literally going to destroy what I have right now. And so I think sometimes we don't evaluate distractions as though they're snakes in disguise. And they're kind of in our life. And we just look at them. We say, oh, I'd like to go after that. But we forget that if we go after that, we might get it, but we're going to lose what we have. So stay focused this week and, and take counsel this week. Re-listen to these shows. Listen to other shows so you can stay on point and learn things to maximize your life. Because listen, it's all about living with purpose and living on purpose so we can live with purpose. Well, this has been the show this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. We've shared thoughts, advice, talking about tailored success for your life, the World Cup financial forecast, off-the-wall segments, avoiding hazards, all kind of stuff, including a great interview with Bob, all to help you gain more value and live on point and with purpose in your future. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to The Michael Wall Show. To schedule your personal wealth review, call 888-511-WALL. That's 888-511-9255. To find out more about Michael and the team at The Wall Financial Group, head to leanonthewall.com. By contacting us, we'll review aspects of your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of Wall Private Wealth LLC, a registered investment advisor, and solicitation offered through Clarify Advisory Network, an SEC registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than what originally invested. Michael Wall is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Insurance and annuities offered through Wall Financial Group, Inc.